Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. And I'm here with another new friend of mine, uh, Miss Marriott Winquist. And she is a seasoned executive in the technology industry with over 20 years of experience in the technical and business leadership roles. She brings a powerful blend of proven results and executive experience, along with outstanding coaching and consulting skills to help her clients ex- achieve extraordinary results. Now, Marriott enjoys coaching ambitious leaders to unlock the joy in leadership. I love that. And create thriving teams, cultures, and organizations. Uh, So excited about this conversation. I'm so glad that you're here. I'd love to start it off, though, with uh, the story, right? How did you end up in coaching consulting and why is it that you made the leap? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Scott, for having me here. I'm really excited to be on the show. Um, why? I mean, that's that's always kind of the big question. Um, and maybe to go a little bit further back, uh, I'm originally from Hong Kong, moved to Canada and spent most of my actually working life in the US. And I think that for me sets a good background of um, I feel like I'm a big combination of the really studious, theoretical, and then the 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 Western world of a bit more creative and um and energetic. Um, and and I think that's what I bring to my work. I actually started in tech and moved and pivoted to lots of different functions, to marketing, to product uh, product management, and and really my later roles in executive leadership. And um, as my responsibilities grew, I think more and more, I really learned that a lot of times it's those moments, those one-on-one moments, and for me sometimes in small groups and small teams those were really the bright spots of Mm. both my day and how things can really move forward. You know, a a conversation with a colleague and one understanding that, oh, we unlock this. So those really were things that um, as later in in my career, I started to realize, wow, those are really powerful. And um, when I decided to kind of take a little bit of time and, and, and really evaluate, yeah, how else can I make impact? That's what came up for me over and over again. Mm. It was, it's fantastic solving, you know, fun business complex problems, but it's those moments that I'm like, "Mm, I want, I want more of that. And I want to do more for those folks that are in those positions that are, Oh, I'm kind of stuck. How do we break through this? And what are some of the skills that we can do to break through that? So that's kind of my, my journey into then more focused on executive coaching and consulting. 
I love that because you bring something out and and coaches, you know, by virtue of the fact that we're in all of these uh, meetings and relationships get to see it a lot more. But uh, what I think folks don't realize before they've ever had a coach is the power of those small moments, yes. right? Lots of folks come in kind of looking for it. Give me a strategy. Give me a technique. Give me a tool. But you and I know, and, and what I think they come to experience is there's just these lightning in a bottle moments. And it, it's funny because afterwards it's it's almost difficult to explain. You know, I was like, well, yes. what did they, what happened? It was it was great. Well, what did they teach you? It was awesome. You know, it's, right. it's, we, we kind of like we run out of language for for what happened. Um, and, and so I, I love that, and I love that that's the motivation because it really is what makes those relationships so special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I actually do want to add that I, I also have a focus on really helping and advancing women in mm. leadership and, and mm. in kind of businesses as well. I think, you know, while everything is equal and, and there's lots of opportunity right now, there's there's still things that I feel like as a female either entrepreneur or leader in business, there are different things that are challenges that are either not seen or not um, not fully aware by others. And, and yeah. so I absolutely am very committed to really helping helping drive that and advance that for women in leadership. I love that. And and my next question is going to be, what is some of the more most important work that you do? And I, I would imagine that it's going to fall in that space. So tell yes. us a little bit more about uh, maybe even some of the challenges that women in leadership are coming from. I think I, I know for me, I'm particularly interested, you know, technical, uh, you know, and uh, industry, like these aren't spaces that we've seen as many leaders, female leaders really shine. Uh, yeah. So I, I love that that's your background and what you're doing now. So tell us a little bit more, like what are some of those those primary challenges and how do you help leaders through it? Yeah, I think especially for women leaders, I think one of the key challenge is the both viewing yourself and being seen by others uh, as being the one with strategic impact. I think mm -hmm. a lot of um, leaders and women leaders um, are really great at getting things done and getting things done well. And they're seen as those really productive doers. However, there's both a um, probably self-perception and, and other perception that, well, how do I break out of that? How do I elevate my dialogue to really talk about strategic impact to really make mm. a dent in the business, move the needle in other areas of the business. So there's certainly a lot of kind of internal understanding and awareness to to help the person themselves actually unleash that. And then there's also the understanding of what culture and what organization are you working in and mm. is that the right fit and the right version of success that you want to get to. So yeah, especially for women leaders, I feel like that's one of the, the key challenge. And, and it's both the mindset and also having the skills to navigate that. Yeah. And so what would you say uh, to someone, uh, let's say, a uh, uh, woman in leadership who is that productive doer, right? They've got a great reputation. They're in a good spot. They're getting a lot done. Yeah. Uh, and when they look at what would be next, the kind of defining feeling is fear, right? It's like, yes. I, I don't know. So what would you say to someone who's sitting in that position right now? Yeah, I think the first thing I would ask them to do really is 
center on and, and maybe rediscover what's really important here. Mm. What really matters for them here? I think on the surface, a lot of people, it's like, well, I want to get to that next level. I want to get to the next step. Um, and, and I say on the surface because that seems to be the logical next step. I want to be, quote unquote, more successful. Therefore, I step on the next ladder, right? Um, but I think when people actually spend the time to understand what really matters and, and also what excites them about this work and what is really the true driver of why they're doing what they're doing, um, then then different different options might appear. Right. Right. And and that's really what I mean by kind of crafting their own version of success. I think there are many pictures of success that don't look like what they currently are experiencing. And um, I think luckily we're in a world where there are many different ways to be successful. Mm. And it really is helping them think through, yeah, right now you're thinking this one way. First of all, what's truly important? And then once you have that grounded, what are the different ways? You know, maybe right. it is a different, frankly, could be a slightly adjacent area that you actually have kind of tested the waters in and, and you think that actually might be more interesting and more fulfilling. And maybe it is taking that next step. And if it is taking that next step, then what are the skills that you would need to do that? Um, and again, I, I always feel like there's always the the system and the structure to think about, yeah. you know, are these the right teams? Are these the right organizations for you to to thrive in? So mm. thinking through the conditions of what actually makes you thrive, yeah, that's what I would, you know, work with them on. Because a lot of times it's just not the right fit for the right organization. And meanwhile, right. in another organization that actually value their worth and 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 their um, you know, the talent that they bring, they're gonna be massively successful. So yeah. it's both thinking internally around them and then really the the hard structures around them and systems around them as well. Yeah, and that's that's a fantastic insight because I think that most folks will tend to one of those, right? Yes. Either it's all up to me, I got to do everything and you know the the world around me doesn't matter, right? right? Or or we become so defined by the environment that it's like I couldn't possibly do anything because I am what my environment makes me to be. Right. Or they may even have the right fit and environment, but they don't have the actual steps to make the progress to do it. Correct. Oh, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah. Fascinating. Uh, so, in light of that, what do you see? Uh, what do you see folks try to do before they hire you and and bring you in? Yeah, I think I would say they try to do what they've always done, and mm-hmm. maybe they just do a little bit more intensely on, or, or do right. more of, and then they find that I'm still hitting the head against it. And and what those usually are is okay. I want to be that role. I'll emulate that role. Or I want to be in that position. Okay, I'll I'll try to learn the skills about it, but it just doesn't fit what they do, right? Mm. So, so I think it, there's a lot of looking and modeling. Um, it, it's definitely one. Um, a lot of different people they they do a lot of research. They kind of go deep into oh well, if I need to be that role, I need to be like the black belt of this <laughs> before I I even consider yeah. that role. So there's kind of that aspect as well. Um, but yeah, I think they just keep repeating that over and over and, and still feel that, oh, I, you know, when I go into a meeting, I still 
I still can't be like him or her. I still can't act like that. Well, of course, because you're not, you are not that person. Right. And, and so they, they really kind of get into that, that cycle of, um, yeah. And then, and then it, it exhausts you, right. Mm. Then, then it's like, Oh, then I must not be material, you know, this executive material because I yeah. can't get there. Um, so, so it, it's yeah. kind of, they double down, right? Or yes. they try, it's fake it till you make it, you know, yeah. or it's, you know, here are 17 books, you know, yes. figure out how to implement yes. all of this. Uh, so, okay, those aren't going to work, right? And, and not to throw all those things out because at some point those served them well, right? Correct. At some point, Absolutely. you know, giving it the extra effort was exactly what they needed to succeed. At some yeah. point, you know, uh, they had to fake it until they make it at some point. Yeah. So it's it's not that those tools never worked. It's that they're not working now. Right. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely. Now, so someone's there, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what are some things that, that either you help folks do or, or what are two or three like next steps to really start moving in the right direction? Yeah. So like I said, I think the first thing that that we discussed definitely is kind of taking Taking a landscape, I, I actually kind of go through really three simple steps, assess, align, and act. And it really is a bit of an iterative cycle. And assess is really just taking that landscape, right? And that landscape, I always look at the three dimensions that we kind of talked about yourself. You know, where, mm -hmm. where are you at? What's going on? What's in your head? Why, why is it now? Right? Why, why now yeah. and, and not even later or, or before? Um, so the self others right are you leading teams are you running a company um who's influencing you um you know really understanding all the different relationships that's happening and then your business you know what what actually is driving that um is it is it an actual issue with the business right now are you looking for growth like so that's kind of the assess in the landscape mm. um and then second is aligning so once you have that then you want to make sure that you're aligning to, like I talked about before, the values and the core, the core of why yes. and, and, and really aligning all your actions. So all the things that we assess are all those activities aligning to what you're trying to drive. Mm. Um, and in most cases, this is really the revealing part. This, this is when either they look at the calendar and go, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I wanted to do this, but I actually spent zero time yeah. doing it. Um, so, so the alignment part is kind of the, well, where, where do things fit? And also I starting to identify what are some of the new things to do? Um, mm. and then, then it's acting, right? Cause I think we do a lot of planning and, and thinking and theorizing, but really nothing works until you take that next step. And so really is helping them gain that clarity. We might not have the full road from A to B and probably often we don't. But the idea is, what is that best next step, and how are they equipped to actually take that? Yeah. And and as we go along, basically, is really helping them kind of continue their cycle, right? As you act, you assess again, align, and and act again, and really that's the continuing, um, continuing kind of growth and progress to get you to that north star, to yeah. get you to kind of where you're focusing on. So, so those are kind of the, the key steps that I take with my clients on. That's good. I like that. And when you, you get to and act, right? I think one mm -hmm. of the challenges that folks have when they're either trying to find the right coach or, or trying to buy into like, does this coaching thing actually work? 
one of the the challenges that I've seen people present is, but I still have to be the one who does the work, right? You know, if mm-hmm. the coach isn't going to do those things, you know, maybe in consulting that switches a little bit, but fundamentally right. for a coach or consultant, especially a good one, it's going to come back to whoever's being coached or consulted uh, to, to do it. And some folks may kind of misinterpret that thinking, well, if I have to fix it, what, what good is it to bring somebody along? So how is it that, um, that, you know, you're able to help people to act in a way that maybe they knew they needed to all along, but for some reason it's different when you have a coach. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with that, that's actually a fantastic, really nuance because that is the difference, right? It's, I actually was in a, in, uh, working with uh, one individual, and after the session, he actually said, oh, that was actually hard work. You you actually made me, you actually made me work and think through and and, and go through some stuff. And it's like, yeah. yes, right? It's it's because you do need to um yourself, you need to actually think differently so that you can act differently. And and I think it's a process. I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's no silver bullet. For that, if if there are folks who who are like, okay, I want somebody to do all the work, they'll find people that will yeah. do all the work, right? And then there are others that, and and the people that probably hopefully you and I work with are, I want to figure this out. I want that lasting change in me. I actually want myself to be able to accomplish X, Y, and Z. So I think they already come with some idea, even even with trepidation. Right. But they <laughs> so they know true. that. Yeah, they know that. OK, I know it's going to be hard, um, but I want to partner along with me on this hard road because I know that it's difficult. Um, and also, I think it's it's also the experience. I, I know that it's difficult and I've done all these different things and it hasn't worked. Right. So here's a time when I really want to be able to continue to progress and um and yeah, whether they've had a coach before or haven't, that's that is kind of the pivot point of mm-hmm. of them coming to realization that okay, I I think I need a different type of support, right? Like you say, I think all the other things still still stand. They all have its place. Consultancy have its place. Advising has its place. Books and and doubling down, everything has its place. And also having a coach to really help you change both your mindset and understand new behaviors that you can then now do that also is a change. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of what we focus on is what's holding them back as well. Mm -hmm. Like you say, a lot of people get to a point that's like, Oh, now I'm, I'm actually filled with fear. I, I, right. I know I need to do something. um, But somehow I'm not, I'm not picking up that phone. I'm not sending that email. I'm not speaking up in that meeting. So something is holding them back. So really understanding and helping them get clarity on that that's holding them back is also another way of um of helping them being able to to move forward yeah and and what i found is fascinating with that and and uh, i would imagine this is true for you is it, it's usually the individual who who finds out what's holding them back right yes but it's not until they have the benefit of that outside perspective that they can yes. really see it clearly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's that's what we all call call our blind spots, right? We mm-hmm. we we don't we don't quite know it until 
until something happens to reveal it to us, whether whether it's, you know, a strict assessment, whether it's, again, conversation and understanding that, oh, when you ask me that question, you know what? That is why I didn't take that next step, mm-hmm. right? I, I either, yeah, I am a, you know, I don't like failing. I I don't like that feeling. I, I you know, maybe there's different experiences from their previous, even their previous work or previous managers that really have some some um, stronghold yeah. on them. Yeah. Um, and and so it is kind of working through that to see, yeah, the the next step is right here. How are you going to take it? Yeah. Right. And and it is up to and it is them. Right. For for good or for bad. I think for I always say the the best news is that you have a hundred percent control. Yes. Right. That's yeah. that's the best news. It's not anyone else's control. You actually are in the driver's seat. So you can actually decide. Um so so yeah, I think I think for some that's good news or, or bad news. Because <laughs> it comes with a responsibility as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. To know that you are solely responsible for what you can do, that is that is scary. That's uh, that's yeah. pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no one else to blame. Uh, all right. So here's the moment that I know I've been waiting for. I think our audience has been waiting for this as well. But I'd love to hear from you. What's the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you want to share with mm-hmm. folks that are listening today? Uh, you know, founders, leaders that are wanting to grow in their organization, their career, uh, but maybe feeling stuck. Yeah, I love this question. Um, you know what? I, I was thinking about this a little bit since you asked me. Um, and for me, I feel like it comes down to a little bit of a paradox is it's not about it's not about you. And also at the same time, it requires you to totally understand that it's not about you. And and by the it's not about you, what I mean is you are here to either serve your customers, serve your client, serve the, your team support your team. And when and if you understand that, then your whole business and your whole perspective can change. Yeah. But it's 100% your your responsibility to actually have that understanding. So I I like that because I I always tell clients, like, it's not about you. However, you need to actually be able to self-manage to really understand that, yeah, when I'm one-on-one with you, I'm 100% focus on your success right mm-hmm. and and it's the same for CEOs and leaders when I'm a, when I'm with the team you are 100% supporting the team it's not whether you appear you know like like a quote unquote like a leader it's not about whether you are flashy and presenting and all that it really is what is that goal and how are you serving them so yeah. the moment you can have that shift to how are you serving your organization and your team um, that's when everything I feel like just shifts for a lot of people. That's that's awesome. It's not about you, but it's under it's up to you to understand that it's not about you. Absolutely. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, uh, worth it. Uh, worth it in gold. Uh, all right. So uh, I've worked with lots of coaches and I know that we have a knack for spending all of our energy on our client success, right? We just, we want to see them succeed. It's why we got into doing what we're doing, but we can do it at the detriment of our, our own growth uh, as our ind- organization and as individuals. So I'm going to have you take your executive coach hat off, right? I'm going to have you put your you know CEO hat on or whatever yeah. title it would be for your 
your own business. And tell us a little bit uh, what the next phase of growth looks like for you and your business. Yeah. So for me, I would definitely continue my focus on um, women and and also with Asian women uh, executives and and business leaders. Um, and and also in terms of business segment, I love working with businesses and teams that are growing. So if your team has doubled in the last year, and that's when you you feel like you're drinking from the fire hose, you need to still keep the team growing. You still need to build a sustainable and healthy team. I mean, you're not doing the spike burnout and and um, and and having the team be not uh, not healthy. So really focusing on high growth teams and organizations so that you can really hone in on that connectedness, build the right space and team for your business to grow. Mm, that's excellent. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Now, I know that some of our listeners are listening and they're like, uh, uh, like I, I do, I feel stuck or I, I'm in that place. I've tried it. I've tried it. I've tried it. Uh, I've been faking it until I make it because that's what I've been told <laughs> to do or whatever those things are. Uh, it's just resonating with them. So how can folks connect with you to learn more? Yeah. So there are a couple of ways. I have two things that are coming up. One is my signature executive uh, program, which I have two spots left for, for Q3. So you can find that at brighttreeleaders.com and you can contact me there. Um, and other is a really special program that I'm launching with a collaborator is the Asian Women Executive Program. And for that one, it's at selfco, um, selfco.com. And uh, we can have the details of the website there. But that one is specifically focused on Asian women and um, helping them really understand and embrace their identity so that they can unleash their leadership in the most powerful mm. way. Fantastic. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being here today. It was an absolute privilege and honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Scott. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And for everyone listening, your time and your attention mean the world to us. It's such an honor. Uh, we thank you for sharing with us today. Uh, we hope you got as much out of it as I did. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Until then, take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.